This episode is brought to you by The Art of Loving, an online course for women ready to rise. This is the Secrets of Spiritual Sex podcast, expanding our experience of sex, intimacy and relationships with tools, tips and techniques from industry experts and real life conversation. I am your host, Nikki Rhodes. Welcome to this episode of the Secrets of Spiritual Sex podcast. I am thrilled to welcome to the show EJ Love, a sex, love, and intimacy coach. Uh, it's, um, it's amazing to have you on the show. I've wanted to talk to you for so long. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Thanks for inviting me. I'm like thrilled to be here. Yeah, super great. Your background is so diverse, EJ, and the way that you write and show up online always inspires me. It like, encourages me to look into the nooks and the crannies of my own relationship and the, own, the ways that I become uh, stagnant or uh, the corners Yeah, I, I sort of don't look into. And for that, I'm really, really grateful. Um, how did you begin this path mm. of conscious sexuality or yeah, what was intimacy like for you in your life? Ah, what a journey. <laughs> um, oh my God, where do I begin? So I'll tell you the short version of the story because otherwise we'll be here a long time. Um, so uh, I grew up um, Catholic in all girls Catholic school, you know, that's got a bit of a stereotype. Um, and when I was in my, um, I actually got married quite young and uh, that helped me to, in that marriage, um, we explored a lot sexually, so that really opened me up. But then when that broke down, um, I went on a slut rampage, <laughs> as, a, as so many of us do, I think, um, and just exploring with lots of different men, and which eventually led me into uh, swinging. So I started exploring connections with women, and then... Uh, from swinging, I landed myself into the sex industry as a private escort. And that is a whole funny story in itself. But I, I guess people could say that I, I fell into it um, because I just began getting paid for something that I was already, already doing for free. So I was um, hooking up with couples for a long time and uh, a suggestion was made to me to why don't you do this and get paid for it? And my response was, really? People would pay me? <laughs> and I was like this shock um, of thinking that people would actually pay me. And um, interesting, my first ever escort experience was uh, with a couple, which for a lot of people that would feel like being thrown right in the deep end. But for me, this was what I'd been doing consistently. I just was like, great, I just got paid like a lot of money for this. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And um and then eventually I started um, moving into um, working as a private escort that I travelled around Australia, worked out of hotels um, and was consistently touring for a few years. And during that time I went through my spiritual awakening and uh, discovered that I really wanted to learn how to incorporate my spiritual self with my sex work and for a while there, I thought that I couldn't have both, that I would have mm. to um, either do my spiritual work because I started doing Reiki and energy healings 
or sex work. I was like, okay, they, these are two separate things and I'm going to have to give up the sex work so I can focus on spiritual work because, you know, sex work isn't very spiritual and I felt like I was damaging myself and I wasn't being true to my soul and all this stuff. And then, um, and of course, something happened which made me discover that I could bring them together and, I, and that was through Tantra. So I went and had my first ever Tantric massage and in that experience, there's a light bulb came on and I was like, of course, sex and spirituality go together. And, and I, I was like, oh, it's like, it was like it's a revelation that I had this inner knowing about, but I hadn't registered it yet. And knowing that I could bring these healing elements of my work to the men that I was serving through starting initially with tantric massage. And that's when I started um, learning as much as I could about sacred sexuality, going to all the workshops, doing online programs, working with mentors, just like give me everything. I need to know everything, going to, you know, retreats in Bali and um, just applying it to my work. And over time I developed all these different practices and all these different rituals and I just keep practicing them on my clients and eventually I really created this um, business where I was um, really helping men to heal and heal their sexual issues and uh, open their hearts, you know, open them to be able to feel again, open them to be able to receive, um, learning how to be conscious with their sexual energy. And, um, you know, it was, such a, it was such a gift. I don't do this uh, work so much anymore, but um, I passed it on to others. So I've worked with trained other women in this field um, who are now passing on their work, which is, you know, really beautiful that I've been able to do that. Wow. Mm. This is epic. You know, it reminds me of a lot of what I've read about um, ancient times where the role of the the sacred prostitute, the hetaira, mm-hmm. the 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 role that they played and and I know from men returning home from war and the and the priestesses would have these small mini dwellings kind of on the edge of the city and before the men returned these these sacred prostitutes would would incorporate mm. sex spirituality energy healing um, to cleanse these men, to help them express and release the stored tension that we see now in um and those returning soldiers culminating in like PTSD and, and heaps of shitty problems. And they would help, yeah. they would help this sort of process happen. And then these men could come back to their wives, come back to their families, resume their roles in the city, way stronger, way more sort of clear headed. Um, and that, that d- divorce between sex and spirituality. I love how you brought that up, that there was this point in your life where mm-hmm. you're like, well, I can't be sexual if I'm spiritual or I can't be spiritual if I'm sexual. And I think we all have that even now. And then I think, man, this is, this is full on work. You know, we just did an an episode on the anal mysteries. We were like deep Mm. up the asshole. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's not shiny. It's not, it's not all, um, it's not all spiritual bypass and transcendence. A lot of it is this deep dive into that, which we're ignoring. And I love that you actually served these people who were coming for like a service, like a quick two minute, 30 second, 10 second crotch sneeze. And you're like, I'm going to move this energy and I'm going to freaking teach you how to like activate your heart. How do you, you know, without giving away secrets or anything like that, what did you see men coming to you with? What's the, what's the biggest thing men struggle with when they come to you? When they Mm. came to you? Uh, performance. So the biggest thing 
would be around either erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation. They were the, like, without a doubt, the two biggest things. And I think they came because they were desperate. Like they were so down on themselves. They have associated their ability to perform with their self-worth. Um, they would start just really getting down on themselves. Mm. And they, a lot of the times, men would find me on escort and erotic massage sites because that's where I advertised. Right. And they would say to me, I was looking for a massage or an uh, escort, um, but, but when I saw your site, I knew that's what I really, this is what I actually needed. Wow. And I didn't even know this work existed. Yeah, they would read it. And and by that, like over time I discovered like the languaging for me to use couldn't be too woo-woo or too spiritual no, because right. that would just be so fr- – like, even talking about chakras was like a huge thing for them. Mm. Um, and But when they came, they would most people would come with such an open mind mm. and so willing to learn. And I was amazed at how much they were like, just do whatever you need to do. I'm here, I'm open, I'm ready. And it would be about, okay, like this is actually going to be about you feeling your emotions. We've got okay. to get you into your body and we've got to get you into your heart because a lot of the issues behind um, the sexual issues are emotional. Yeah. So, um, and it might be around fear of betrayal, rejection, abandonment, self worth, guilt, fear, shame, so many of those things that can be playing out. Um, I'd work with a lot of men that are. Um, run this nice guy role because they're so afraid to be uh, a sexual predator or an arsehole. Yeah. And so they shut down their ability to penetrate because mm. all that penetrative energy isn't safe. I don't want to hurt a woman if I hurt a woman. So um, they shut that down and then, you know, they go, oh, I'll get Viagra because my cock's not working. And that's just a Band-Aid. So through tantric practices and like you say, like these are the ancient practices mm-hmm. That have been lost yeah. and uh, or shunned or shamed. That mm-hmm. you know, when done and with the right intention and with the loving presence and working with the emotional body, can really open a man up and get him yeah. really re- reconnecting the cock and the heart, essentially. Okay, so we've got listeners at home. I know I get contacted a lot by women who be like, yeah. "The spark's just gone, EJ." Mm-hmm. Like it's just disappeared. And, you know, I know that this problem or this phenomena is multi-fac- multifaceted. There's many reasons for it. But mm-hmm. what would you say, like, what would you say to someone who says, this all sounds great, but I don't really feel like a sacred pre- prostitute or I've got no idea how to work with energy of the penis, let alone the energy of the way anything. What, what, yeah. how, where do we begin? Mm, that's a great question. <laughs> Well, I think it has to start um, on the an emotions side. So, um, and and for a woman, it's like, do I feel emotionally safe with this person? And 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 if I don't, where do I not feel emotionally safe? Mm. And I can give you a beautiful example because I've just moved through this myself. And just for those listeners out there that think, oh, well, you're a sex, you know, if you're a sex coach, you've got this shit sorted. No, we don't. working through stuff. <laughs> no, we're all fucked. We're all working through it. We're all just really honest about it. The projections yeah. that Franco and I get are similar, you know, and it's like, no, we, yeah. we it's full on, okay? 
So I, yeah, and I think it's really important to talk about. And as you said earlier, like I'm, I'm really open about what I'm moving through and what's there for me. And um, and I think it's really important because people need to know that we, you're human, and you know everything's a learning. So, you know, my partner has um, is what I would call a recovering nice guy, and he's been doing a lot of work on really to empower himself and his masculine and be able to really, you know, stand up and own, own his own himself and be empowered in who he is. Um, but still, when it comes to our intimate relating, sometimes he is can be a bit of a pleaser. And um, and I just want him to fucking take a stand and be like, yeah, like, fuck you. You know, really. <laughs> like, fuck you fully, deep, yeah. the penis like through the mouth, you know, like right up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, this can reflect for me externally outside of the bedroom. We had a situation where he avoided some conflict, not with me, with someone else that affected me, that it affected me. And this unconsciously I went into... I need to be the masculine. I need to take a stand because my partner's not in this situation. And since then, I actually shut down. My arousal um, shut down. And then I didn't realize it until like last week we had a big conversation. And when we realized that what was going on, and because it was outside of the bedroom where I had to somehow shut down emotionally because I didn't feel safe. It wasn't even anything that like I'm so, with him, I feel so safe to express my emotions. So those people that are listening, I'd be first getting curious, is there anywhere that you're not feeling safe to fully express yourself to your partner or express your emotions? Yes, so that's really important because your emotional safety will translate to how safe you feel in the bedroom. For sure. Um, mm. So once we got that and then he, he immediately went and rectified the situation and did what he had to do and immediately I felt safe again and we had sex a couple of times and then my arousals come back and I'm amazing. Just like, this is amazing. Like I'm just, it was blown away by how, and, and just seeing how he just took a stand straight away. I was like, damn, like, that's <laughs> hot. Like let's get it on now. <laughs> totally. Totally. Because the, 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 uh, the pelvis and the jawbone, you know, there's, there's correlation there, the, the larynx and the throat and the cervix, our whole mouth structure, our lips, like our labia, our vagina can't speak in words, but she can certainly speak in dryness, in arousal, that's semi kind of half on, half off, half off. And if we're not using, if we're not, you know, being, curious about our emotional body and what's coming up for us and allowing those things to be spoken and having them received or heard, then how can our yoni or our vagina expect to be seen and heard and held, you know, in a, in, when she's most vulnerable? Like it's so, they, they're going to correspond, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, in this, I need to feel safe that I can surrender and that he's going to hold me in that. Yeah. yeah? And when he takes a stand outside, the bedroom I know that he's going to be able to hold me in the bedroom and um that creates this polarity so that polarity is where the spark is it's where the chemistry is and as soon as if I'm going too much into my masculine then there's not going to be enough polarity there and we might as well just hang out as mates right and I desire and this is what we're working on now we're working on um him being more much more dominant Mm -hmm. in the bedroom and me being much more submissive Mm -hmm. and I'm really juiced up and excited about it. Um, and it's going to be really powerful for us to play with those dynamics because I know there's also pieces of me 
that don't feel safe to completely let go of control. And yeah, and we'll indirectly try and control things and then complain that my man's not being dominant enough. (laughs) Okay, like I completely play out that exact same fucked up pattern. And I think it's often because like I see this a lot with the really strong, especially like the entrepreneurs or the businesswomen that I work with. Like we've had to really rise up. We've got sometimes children, we've got households. We're like kind of running a lot of things at once, balancing a lot of plates. And at the end of the day to feel our inner polarity going from kind of like our masculine in the daytime to then like I, I know I deeply desire to be submissive, to surrender, to completely be held at nighttime. And for me, it's not like a, a steamy bath and like a, you know, a dry brush massage. Like, no, for me, it's like sex magic and intimacy is where the most, the most power can come from. And, um, you know, likewise, if, if Franco throughout the day, my beloved has been like, um, having to sort of like negotiate things, sort of working with kids and do all that. If at nighttime he can just really let his animal out and like his power, he can like wake up the next morning feeling like he wants to sort of lead by that same kind of energy in the daytime, make sort of smarter decisions. Those polarities that, well, that polarity is what really plays out with us. And um, it's one that needs nurturing, right? Yeah, absolutely. And when um, one or both people have vulnerabilities about being in those dynamics, so my, my partner actually has a lot of strong powerful masculine energy and really has like he can get into this husky husky yummy masculine voice and I'm like oh my god (laughs) and he can bring it out but then those pieces of the nice guy that are oh I want to make sure that I please you and that you know that you're comfortable and I'm not going to hurt you and and I was just like, just fucking take me, like, just (laughs) go for it, like fucking up, I'm letting you know, (laughs) you know, it's like EJ, like, that's hot. That's hot. And it's like, I'm listening to it being like, yes, yes, yes. But when it comes to it, and I know there's listeners out there who who think, oh, there's no way I could say that. Or, oh, my God, I feel like it's like communication and being being brave with your communication. Did you see that with the men that you were working with? Like, there was sort of like a step that they had to get over in terms of communicating or the ones who had had a voice to what was going on are a couple of sort of Mm. steps ahead of those who are still scared to even say what they desire? Oh, I worked with so many men that just didn't even, not only didn't know how to ask what they want, didn't even know what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And uh, some men like find it, I would, I would, for example, we'd be playing with um, like taking, like letting them take for their own pleasure. And I'd be like, okay, so here's my hand. I want you to take pleasure from, from my hand for your own pleasure. And I had men be like, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. That's wrong. That's, I can't do that. And I'm like, I'm giving you permission. I'm allowing you to do this. Yeah. And even then, like they'd struggle to, to do that. So, you know, a lot of men, um, I feel like there's really two, often two, spe- like there's a spectrum and there's two polarities. You have the men that can be really leaky and take what they want and don't give a fuck and they'll just, you know, these are the sexual predators. And then at the other end of the spectrum is the nice guy who doesn't want to hurt anyone and won't take anything. And it's just all about, I just want to please you and do what you want and doesn't even know how to express his desires. Like this, this it's like blank. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, t- you run workshops, right? Teaching women 
how to basically how to fuck a man's heart open. Yeah. How to like access <laughs> the heart. And this has always been something I've, I've wanted to know more about for the women listeners out there. Where did they begin? Mm. <sighs> well, I think the first thing that I always say is internally, like fucking our own hearts open. Um, and I did recently do a, um, uh, talk on this and fucking her heart open, but our own, our own uh, feminine, but also, you know, our own masculine. So in, internally with our own self-pleasure practices, really, really connecting the, the cock in the heart and being able to surrender mm. to our own pleasure. Um, and when we have that experience internally, it's much easier to really bring it forward on, and someone else and and the biggest thing for someone else I can say is that there's nothing that you're trying to make happen you're not trying to get the guy to have an orgasm you're not trying to bring him lots of pleasure you're not trying to make anything happen uh you are being there in loving presence and letting him know that all of his and well all of him is welcome and that mm. he is essentially this is what I do I I also did tantric cop worship sessions, tantric massage, and essentially that was what it was about. It was about um, I'm here to honour you and I'm here to worship you. You you don't have to perform. There's nothing, there's no goal here, there's no performance. You don't even have to get hard. Mm, you don't, of course, like, yeah. I can massage your lingam soft yes. and I, I want you to take the pressure off even needing to do anything with it, but just really, really receive. And so a lot of it is actually about, um, having the man be in his feminine yeah. and having the woman be in her masculine. And it could be things like bringing in energetic penetration um, or even strap-ons. Or, um, but it is about making sure there's breath, sound, touch and movement and the breath is the, that the man is breathing up from the cock into the heart to support with that and the woman can use her own breath to support with that and encourage him to make sound and just move the energy with her hands, with her breath um, from the cock into the heart. Yeah, and beautiful. I would have many men that would just end up in tears and sometimes it was just from the way that I touched him in a really soft, sensual lovingly present way and mm. they're like no one's ever touched me like this before because they're just so used to fucking they're so used to like getting somewhere to performing to having to get hard to make sure that she's pleased or having to um you know make a woman have it they're so used to those experiences that to just be put into a place where they get to surrender and they get to receive this lovingly present nurturing touch can be deeply touching and deeply awakening and um, just really heart opening for a lot of men because they're longing for that. They're longing for that feminine energy. I feel like it's, it's actually the, in a woman, it's her masculine is holding it and then the feminine yeah. is, is the nurturing energy that's coming through for him to really surrender to. Because it's, it's, um, it's, it's not goal oriented. You know, you're still holding mm. the space, but you're not trying to achieve anything and it's, it's not got a direction to it. Right. So that's why you say it's like, it feels more, yes, there's that masculine mm. of holding the space, but the feminine is essentially guiding the practice itself. And what you're doing, Ija, mm. is you're like rewriting the narrative of sex. 
You're talking about mm. soft cocks being allowed or around or <laughs> pleasurable in the bedroom. You're talking about what do you mean that there's no chase for pleasure or ending with an orgasm? And I think that uh, you know a key secret to spiritual sex or a um, one of the one of the ways that sexual experience and intimacy opened for me is when I said, "All right, what else is there?" It's not necessarily just this friction-based chasing something, right? That there is so much more within the scope. Um, what can you do with a soft cock? <laughs> my, my first thought was put it in your mouth. That's <laughs> really nice. Soft cock will feel really beautiful in your mouth. It's really beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful, nice feeling. And yeah, you can massage it. You can. Okay, like hang on, really hang on. How many listeners have had, like right now, how many of you listeners have had a soft cock in your mouth? Just, just feel a bit, just, you know, feel into it without trying to make it do something, trying to make mm. it harden, right? It's a, it's a really good mm. thought. I'm actually just, you know, reflecting on this right now. Okay, next step. What did you say? Roll it between mm. the hands. Um, yeah, just a, like a soft, like mm. really soft, sensual, slow. Mm-hmm. slow touch it can be really beautiful like a feather like it's being touched by a feather because most men are used to like the wanking yeah. masturbating Pulling. hard and fast feeling yeah. and then just it can actually bring a lot more sensitivity mm. back to the cock when there's the softness and again most men have never been touched like that before yeah 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 and what i did plenty like- of Oh, sorry. We're Go just on. vibing off techniques right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love perfect. It. You know, including the testicles, right? Yeah. Like people just yeah. leave them just like, wow, they, they feel funny or they look funny. Yeah. Or I don't know. Well, they must be too sensitive. They're deeply erogenous, mm. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I've learned in my experience that some are far more sensitive than others. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, I recommend to start off gently because um, I've generally had many men that even like a soft touch can be quite sensitive. Right, um, yeah. So starting off soft and then, mm. again, it's like some men like them. I've also had I've worked with men who want their um, my high heel in their, in their in really the hard into their balls. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> See, there we go. You've literally had such experience. I love it so much. Um, the groin area. The groin is like, mm. I don't know, spiritually or energetically, a lot of shame and guilt, regret can kind of be yeah. stored in this area. So I've worked with yeah. men who have been deeply, deeply sensitive in this area. And then, well, you know, my beloveds and over time with, with just touch and just really, just really, um, again, a, an, a goalless experience of being with that area of the body. You know, not like, okay, I'm achieving yeah. something right now. I'm just, maybe we're talking about the day or something and it's just stroking through this region has actually mm. resulted in, um, in, in a lot of sort of more sensitivity here, but far less kind of recoil if it's touched. So as women, mm. we've got this beautiful ability if we tune into ourselves to stroke our lovers and to feel our lovers and to, and to really honor this, this sacred center for the men because it is an important center. A lot of us say, oh, just too much focus on the penis. Like it's always there. It's big. It's loud. It's in your face. It, like, it's really obvious when it's aroused or it wants something done to it. And we, there's this resentment that can sort of be harbored. And I, I, I don't know, I think changing that around is, is really necessary. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, what's important if for people just starting out is rather than looking for techniques, 
is to trust your own intuition. Yeah, trust what you feel, even if it's really super slow, and get some oil and just mm-hmm. play and explore and slowness and presence and no goal. That's is it. Key. Yeah, and you can go and learn different techniques. You could do lingam massage workshops, and I did so many. I learned so many techniques, and I always found the best thing that I had was just trusting my flow and it was good to have that as like an understanding but ultimately I could just close my eyes and I would just feel where to go Mm. and that is like I've had to work on trusting myself and trusting my own wisdom but your body knows what this man needs and again it might just start off with massaging the groin massaging Mm. the buttocks massaging around that area and then moving into the penis and just stroking it slowly and softly and exploring and just being like without any goal and without needing to get hard just exploring and yeah you know checking in what is it what feels good for that man and getting him to really breathe in as you're doing it up from the top into the body that's it. And I mean, it sounds easy. Get him to breathe, bring the energy up to the heart and touch yeah. him softly. But like, then that's enough <laughs> to start. But you know, like yeah. when a man can literally start to move that energy, I mean, why would they move the energy to the heart? What's the significance there? Because most men's sexual energy is quite blocked and it's, it's usually quite sitting around um, the sacral chakra it's sitting around um, this area and um, it's disconnect like it's it's disconnected from the rest of their bodies, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've probably talked about the sexual energy being a life force energy, and when they start moving it with the breath and the sound and um, the movement, then that's going to um, open them up um, to be able to use it as life force energy, but really get them into feeling. So mm. you know most most. Um, and not just me and people are so in their heads and this is about getting them out of the mind into the body the mind wants the goal the mind wants the orgasm the mind wants to go somewhere but the body is just like i just want to surrender into the orgasmic bliss whether i have a, this peak orgasm or not is irrelevant i'm just enjoying this experience right now and look like we've been so conditioned not to have that not you know, for the peak experience, we were so conditioned for the peak experience, that feels really foreign at first and it feels like I just want to have the orgasm mm-hmm. and just get there. So it takes some practice. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. It takes practice. Like you think about it, you know, after a night with the boys, we're like, oh, did you make a come? Like, you know, this kind of conversation. It's like, tell me how it ended mm-hmm. rather than what yeah. was the journey like or what was the process like? And um, it's such a shame because what's waiting for people, would you say, EJ? Like if, 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 if they're going to let go of the peak experience, what's the alternative? What's, what's the possibility? Surrender. And surrendering to the aliveness that's in the body that can, is, is there already when we allow ourselves to feel it. And it's ongoing. Like it's not like a happy high thing and then it's gone. It can remain this ecstatic bliss can remain for a really long time it's like Um, tapping into like to let this connectedness right Mm, it's like tapping into the fact that like you're meant to be here it's tapping into innate purposefulness it's tapping Mm, into belonging it's it's beyond just like a oh that felt nice for a second right 
Yeah, and it's not just a, a like a stress relief experience. It's being in pleasure. It's just being in the pleasure in the moment without the mind coming in to tell you that it needs to, to go somewhere. Mm. And um, I think so many of us are actually just longing to surrender and let go yeah. and just be and feel that peace inside of ourselves. Oh, mm. amazing. Hey, look, for the listeners, what would you say is your greatest, I mean, you might have just said it, but the greatest secret to spiritual sex? What is the secret? Mm, I feel like I've just shared it all better. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel um, like pre- presence was the word that came through. It really is being present in the moment and bringing love to that moment. Mm. Um, yeah, if you can just pr- keep bringing yourself back to presence, back to presence and bring, bring love to everything, even when, even if you're not feeling anything, just bringing present with it, not feeling. And that exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the more you mask it, right. With anything from Viagra to, to like disassociation throughout to get it over and down to anything, the more you distance yourself from solving it or from, or from, or from gaining some, moving out of that stage, some sense of leaving, you, you know, if, if you're, if you're forever diving out of it, then the truth of what's happening takes longer to reveal itself. And you're sort of stuck in the same mm. patterns and us as humans like that, yeah. you know, that sort of self-sabotaging pattern play out, but ultimately uh, to be brave enough to feel what's going on enables you to shift if it's something from this moment or if it's something perhaps from the past that's coming through and you're like, oh, I'm actually being held in this moment and there's an invitation to let this pain perhaps leave me. Mm. Um, We've talked about that with some other guests as well. I love that. Presence. And women love presence in men, don't they? Especially. (laughs) Why do we, what can you answer that for me now? Like a little side on. Why do we love that so much? Um, I think it's because it makes us feel safe. Yeah, I know he's here with me. He's here with me and that makes me feel safe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also it. makes me feel desired because yeah. I know that there's nowhere else that he wants to be but right here with me. Yeah, and that's such a beautiful gift that a man can give and that a woman can can receive. AJ, you are so mm. wonderful. This has lit up a whole <laughs> lot of light bulbs in my mind and I'm sure listeners oh. too. How can people find you? Because you do some epic work in the world. Thank you. Um, yeah, so on Facebook under EJ Love uh, and Instagram, EJ Love Official are probably the two best places to find me. Yeah, amazing. And you have yeah. some programs coming up for people as well, right? Yeah, so I've got a few things that I'm doing. Um, at the moment, my work is focused around deep intimacy. Mm. And uh, I'm also looking at creating a, at the moment, and then talks to um, creating a conscious relating school, so teaching other coaches, other people, how to become conscious uh, relationship and intimacy coaches. So that's been in the, in the in my thoughts for a long time now, and it's finally coming to fruition, which is really exciting. Wow, um, epic! Yeah, yeah, and I have a book too, which is called Become the One, and that's um, on Amazon, and that is um, about healing our wounds in relationships and coming into the inner marriage within self. Um, and uh, integrating the masculine and feminine within ourselves and 
yeah, marrying Ooh. ourselves. So yeah, it's part of my journey. Epic. Okay, marrying marrying self. Okay, this is like podcast <laughs> um, episode number two, right, with you. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> perfect. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and you can find EJ also in the links that we will be uh, providing um, at the bottom of the write-up of this episode so people can click on them directly. Thanks again, EJ, and we will see you again. Mm, thank you. The Secrets of Spiritual Sex was brought to you out of the desire to make accessible the latest research and inspiring developments in the field of sex, intimacy and relationships. There is so much more to sex than friction and brief peaks, and this podcast seeks to provide a pleasure-based sexual education where potential and curiosity are cultivated. Make sure you subscribe and share this episode with your lovers, your friends and your family. I am Nikki Rhodes, a sex and relationship coach, and you can find me on Instagram at underscore Nikki Rhodes underscore, or jump onto my website for more info on courses, retreats, and one-on-one coaching sessions at www.nikkir.com.